The gospel reading for this morning comes from Matthew's gospel, beginning in the 21st chapter at the 33rd verse. Matthew Matthew wrote these things, Jesus speaking. Here's another story. Listen closely. There was once a man, a wealthy farmer, who planted a vineyard. He fenced it, dug a wine press, put up a watchtower, and then turned it over to the farmhands and went off on a trip. And when it was time to harvest the grapes, he sent his servants back to collect his profits. And the farmhands grabbed the first servant and beat him up. The next one they murdered. They threw stones at the third, but he got away. And the owner tried again, sending more servants. They got the same treatment. The owner was at the end of his rope, so he decided to send his son. Surely, he thought, they will respect my son. But when the farmhands saw the son arrive, they rubbed their hands in greed. This is the heir. Let's kill him and have it all for ourselves. And they grabbed him and threw him out and killed him. Now, when the owner of the vineyard arrives home from his trip, what do you think he will do to the farmhands? Well, he'll kill them, a rotten bunch, and good riddance, they answered. Then he'll assign the vineyard to farmhands who will hand over the profits when it's time. And Jesus says, right. And you can read it for yourselves in your Bibles. The stone the masons threw out is now the cornerstone. This is God's work. We rub our eyes and we can hardly believe it. And this is the way it is with you. God's kingdom will be taken back from you and handed over to a people who will live out a kingdom life. Whoever stumbles on this stone gets shattered. Whoever the stone falls on gets smashed. And when the religious leaders heard this story, they knew it was aimed at them. And they wanted to arrest Jesus and put him in jail, but intimidated by public opinion, they held back. And most people held him to be a prophet of God. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? O Lord, longing to create a people who would care for one another, you spoke simple truths about integrity and justice. And when we cling to all which holds us back, loosen our grip on the past and ease us into a new day. Open our ears, our hearts, our minds to your word for us this day. Amen. You know, when Kathy and I first started out, when we were first married, we didn't own much of anything. We didn't own the duplex that we lived in. We had a few pieces of furniture, crates for end tables, a few boxes of books, and a few more boxes of record albums, and a car payment. You know, I think many of us start out this way, poor and renters. And if we go back in time far enough, most of us can claim ancestors who were hired help and worked on someone else's land. 
In the south, they were called sharecroppers. In the west, they're called migrant workers. The Midwest, we had tenant farmers or homesteaders. And many of our relatives didn't own anything to speak of, much less land. They tended someone else's land, brought in someone else's crops, made a profit for someone else. That, however, is not the American way. The American way is to own your own home on your own land, grow your own crops, tend your own garden. We believe in ownership and independence. These are values we are taught. These are things that we fight for. If we truly believe Jesus' story, however, these are not the values of God's kingdom. Because you see, ownership of the vineyard, it just isn't an issue. The vineyard is not for sale and never will be. The owner is not looking for buyers. The owner is looking for tenants, people who will give the owner the owner's share of the crops at harvest time. This story is about stewardship, and if we're honest, it bugs us. Because we would much rather talk about the stuff that we own, the stuff that is ours. Because we've worked hard for what we have. And we have deeds, titles, fences, hedges, all that prove and protect our ownership. And we've gone to a lot of trouble to acquire these things, and we are rightly proud of them. Because we tend to identify ourselves with our things. We brag about our cars, we're proud of our homes. We pat ourselves on the back for having a good brain or a big bank account. We identify with our stuff. But according to this story, we're just fooling ourselves. Because somewhere along the way, one of our ancestors lost the tenant's agreement and just wrote up a new deed instead. The landowner doesn't seem to be around so awful much, so it really probably doesn't matter. But then when the landowner sent messengers to remind the tenants of their agreement, they responded with violence and sent the messengers packing. And the owner might have sent the authorities or hit back in some other way, but no. The owner just kept sending messengers, each one pleading with the tenants to come to their senses and to honor the agreement that they have with the rightful owner of all that is. And finally, after the death of many messengers, the owner decides to send his own son. And the son came unarmed and all alone, hoping to teach the tenants something that they had forgotten. He reminded them that ownership was just a game that they had made up. He told them that it was really pretty good to be tenants because tenants don't have to worry about responsibilities that they just can't handle. As tenants, they had access to more than they could have ever earned by themselves. Being a tenant is really a good thing, he said. It's kind of like being a well-thought-of guest 
because it puts them in a relationship with the owner and with each other. And once they quit at playing at owner, that relationship can be truly based on gratitude, not competition, so that everything necessary for a good life can be freely shared. All the son asked was that they take good care of the vineyard and give him a portion of what they produced. Now please know the son didn't need it. He just turned around and gave it away to others because they needed it. And the tenants needed to give so that they could remember who they were. Grateful guests who received their lives like the gifts they were and turned around and gave themselves to others. Well, you know the story. The tenants, they killed the son too. Only guess what? He wouldn't stay dead. And to this very day, he still haunts the vineyard, reminding us that we are God's guests and we are welcome to everything as long as we remember who it belongs to and how to care for it. We can love all of it as our own. What we cannot do is ignore the owner or the owner's messengers. We cannot forget who we really are and where we have come from. We are just God's tenant farmers. We care for the earth on behalf of someone else. And we are to represent God's interests, being as generous with each other as God is with us. We are not owners. We never were meant to be. It is not the American way, but it is the way of God's kingdom. So now when we sit together at night and reminisce, Kathy and I look back at the times when we were starting out and owned very little as some of the happiest times of our life. Because we spent much time with friends who were in very similar situations. And we enjoyed the life that we led. It really wasn't so bad being tenants. In fact, it seems like things were so much easier then. That's just something to think about. Amen.